wife or if I'm with my buddy Jerry or even my girlfriend, I just... It gives me life. I get that, but at some point, it's just biology. It's just scientific. I right. mean, people hit the wall no matter what. And when when you've thrown some of the times out at me that 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 you saw this weekend, uh, I can't tell you the last time I was up that late. Yeah, let me um let's let's walk through it and see if we can figure out what gets credit for it. So Friday after the show, uh, we go and we check into our hotel and then hit. Rooster in the Till. And uh, look, that's for a separate podcast. I could do four hours on that dining experience alone. My buddy Jeff Houck, who used to write for the Tampa Bay Times, he wrote food for them. Uh, He's been after me to go to this place for a while. And I've always heard really good things. I don't end up in Seminole Heights a lot, so I, I just I haven't gotten to it. So finally, I got to it. There's a friend of mine, Sean, who's one of the managing partners. I had never met him in real life, just an Instagram friend. He assisted me with making a reservation at the kitchen bar. And so finally I went. And I and I will just say this. If you like inventive meals that are full of creativity and flavors that are served and created by people who are not only passionate but incredibly knowledgeable about what they do, there is no better restaurant in Tampa Bay than that, um, hands down. So just to uh, just to set the bar for everybody, is this is this achievable? I mean, is this uh, you know uh, what's the average plate? Okay, so th- glad you asked. So they serve really. Um, it's not tapas, but it's not quite a full entree, and and they're like twenty bucks okay. a plate. So okay. not Manageable. ridiculous prices. Yeah. yeah, like I I I paid way more. The prices are way higher at Donatello than uh, than okay. and, and this place is way better. No, nothing. No offense to Donatello. Oh, jeez, oh, shots fired. <laughs> this place is yeah, way better. Don't go back. Yeah, uh, I won't. Uh, I'll go to the bar. The girl's nice. So, um, so we we sit down and the chef introduces himself to us and asks about food restrictions and allergies, and then sends out plate after plate of just the most incredible creative food. I didn't even know what a cobia collar was. Did you? No, no. These those are the first time I've heard those words together in my life. So I looked it up, and it's a thing. Like they didn't make it up, but they sure did perfect it. It's the clavicle area of a cobia, oh, oh, a fish. Okay, so maybe just a, a step down from a cheek. Like I, I would say, the collar is to the cobia as the cheek is to the grouper. In that, it's a finer cut it's of fish. It's a classy cheek. A, a classy cheek indeed. The collar is a classy grouper cheek, except it's on a cobia. And um, they make their own fish sauce out of this stuff. And the way it's presented, John, they have a secret pork cut, pork segreto. Yeah, who's in on the secret, by the way? Because are we to believe that it's their secret? No, I Googled that, too. Afterwards, I Googled everything. And uh, and and secret or pork segreto or the secret cut, that's a thing. And I don't know when it was discovered. And there's much debate over where it comes from on the on the pig. Uh conventional wisdom and knowledge and and what's accepted says that it's below the shoulder but it could be somewhere else so they won't you can't just ask because it's a secret i mean that they'll let you in on some of the secret but i imagine that there's a code of silence or omerta if you will involving this uh this cut is it in the rib family just as a as an as a dining experience not Uh, from the cut perspective but as you ate it was it uh, rib adjacent because they look like ribs kind of I don't I want to speak, you know, I, I don't want to knock it down. A like, okay, so, like, if you could combine a rib and a pork belly, Ooh, I, I oh, think texture-wise, oh. 
flavor-wise, yeah, I think that's where the secret cut oh. lands as far as flavor okay. goes. And the way they serve it, they serve it with... The, do you know that uh, Korean people eat kimchi with every meal to aid digestion? I know that they, they do eat it a lot, and yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's it supposedly keeps, uh, keeps them very healthy. Yeah, and I'd like to introduce more of that to my diet and see how difficult it is to make it because, man... They make a kimchi there, so you, they serve it with lettuce wraps. You take the lettuce wrap, you put the secret pork in there, you put a little kimchi on top, and then they serve it with some other kind of sauce. I forget what that was. And then uh, and then you roll it up and eat it, and it is, my God, man. So I think making it is quite the task. Not saying you don't want to tackle it, but right. I just remembered when we lived over on your side of town, there's a place called the Natural Market yeah. on Gun. They make their own kimchi there, and it's really, really good. So if you want some fresh kimchi okay. and you don't want to dig a hole in the ground and do it yourself, that's a good spot. Right, because you got to let things ferment. Yeah. I don't I don't trust myself to let things yeah. ferment. You like sauerkraut? Uh, I do, yeah. Okay. I do. Also good for the it's, digestion. Yeah, it's like a, a Asian sauerkraut. It is. I, that might be racist. Maybe. But um, but it was uh, it, it, everything there, simply phenomenal. They have a gnocchi that will knock Grand Connie's socks off. This is a feral and, and, and Thai. And Sean and Chef Brian, you guys have one hell of a restaurant. They also have the Nebraska Mini Mart, which is like a like kind of a Shake Shack. Thing. It sounds like a convenience store because it used to be a convenience store, uh, but it's burgers and fries and shakes. I, that's 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 intriguing to me. Yeah, just just the idea of a place that keeps the name Mini Mart but is a burger spot seems like a spot that that I should visit. Did did um did Jeff Hawk actually did he post that on Facebook? Um, I don't know. Did he? I don't know because his name was fresh in my mind because I knew that he had suggested that and then he posted. I feel like I got to look it up now. And it looked like a gas station, but it had exquisite food. Oh yeah, he uh, he goes and finds uh, he finds Tampa Bay's most unique uh, convenience store. Oh yeah, no, this is something else. Yeah, he he'll, he he posts about them and it's it's yeah. fascinating stuff. He yeah. does a great job. Yeah, this place that he posted about, yeah, Picnic Grocery, and it looks. Just amazing with these fresh, delicious sandwiches. Yeah, if you're not uh, connected to Jeff Houck, uh, go look for him because he'll he'll show you Tampa Bay's most unique convenience store. Because sometimes you can get a good meal, hell, a great meal inside a convenience store. Yeah, Indian I, food, Mexican food, uh, and so um, so okay. So we have our dinner there. I we stopped just short of dessert, which was a key to keeping the night going. Um, I had espresso, which was a key to keeping the night going. And then um, we went to uh, the castle because they reopened the dungeon for the first time in a year. They had it closed due to, uh, you know, due to the, the, due pand- to, the yeah. pandemic. Yeah. And um, they re- and this was the time. to. Now is definitely the time to reopen it for sure. Uh, and so uh, they uh, they reopened that. And the line outside when we got there at 1030 when they opened around. the Oh, building. really? Yeah. Like people could not wait to get back in there. Uh, had a great time there. Our uh, our friends uh, from uh, from Caliente came out. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. They had never been before. Oh, they wanted to wow. check it out. Yeah, so they came out. A couple of people we work with came out. Oh, into the into the dungeon. All kinds of friends in the dungeon. We sat in the little area with the stripper pole. These amateur strippers, or maybe they were professional. I don't know. Kept getting it, on the pole and doing pole tricks as we we're sitting there. Any of the uh, any uh, any of the crew get on the pole? None of the crew got on the pole. No, they all they all said they would once they started doing uh, arm exercises because you need really really strong yeah, arms yeah, if you're going to yeah. do some tricks. Uh, and uh, but it was just a, a sight to behold. So um, that was a late night. Uh, that was a very very late night. But just 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 while you know, like how late? Ballpark figure. I'm gonna say we've we we slept 
at about f- probably four. Oh my goodness! I know. Prob- probably four. Uh, woke up at eight. Uh, got one in, and then went back to sleep, and then woke up again at about a. Uh, 10.30. So can I say something so Please. you don't have to? Yeah. And somebody tweeted about it, and if yeah. you're thinking it, yeah. uh, I've known Drew a long time, and I know a lot about him. Yeah. Not a uh, not an upper-type uh, drug guy. So as I sit here and talk about how does he stay up and, and do the things he does, I know with my heart it's not based on any uh, performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah, and look, I get it. I'm a radio guy, and that was a thing for some radio guys. And, and if you tweet like Mickey Krabs does, and I could certainly understand why you would tweet something so dumb uh no offense mickey Krabs, you're a good dude and you tweet 60 percent good stuff but that falls in the 40 percent. just not my thing never been my thing did it once in college absolutely hated it if i'm gonna stay up it's gonna be on natural stimulants like alcohol uh and so and caffeine so i um so we had to go from there to brunch with a couple of uh, people who i have this thing where i want to meet People on social media, if they seem really nice. Oh wow! Yeah, and so uh, and so we went to brunch with a couple of really nice people from social media at, at Noble Crust. Um, then I napped for a little bit, and then we had a hotel room in Deland, so we could go see the Supervillains in New Smyrna Beach. My buddies, the Supervillains, one of the my favorite bands on the planet. I love them personally, and you can't get a room in New Smyrna for less than two hundred fifty bucks. That that's. Whatever's happening with hotels is part of this big story of inflation, right? Because I've noticed just trying to get a couple rooms over the past few weeks, you can't get an affordable hotel room in the state of Florida right now. Well, you can. It just it, it involves going to Expedia and hotels tonight and waiting for that deal to drop because the, you're right. The rack rates right now out of control. Yeah, it's very uh, it's bizarre. It is. And so couldn't find a room in New Smyrna Beach for less than 250 so I looked outside New Smyrna Beach because I wanted to go to the sugar mill for uh, for breakfast on Sunday morning, uh, the place where they have the griddle in the middle of the table. Where oh, you cook yeah. Pancakes. Nothing better than cooking your own breakfast after a long night out partying. Hell, yeah. Nothing will snap you back to reality like, here's some batter. Cook it up yourself, big boy. Well, fortunately for people who think like you do, they are closed temporarily until August 14th. So, uh, Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, any- uh, just, uh, just probably a vacation. Okay. So, um... I uh, we booked a room in Deland, which is like a half hour from New Smyrna. I just figured I'd take a taxi. It was like sixty bucks, which is cheaper than a hotel room in New Smyrna and cheaper than a DUI. And uh, and we stayed at the Deland Hotel. Thoroughly recommend. They have a bar there called Hemingway's Four Forty Two, where uh, it's like a boyfriend and girlfriend or husband and wife team. That's the bartenders. They make all these craft cocktails. Super skilled. Super nice. Is that a Stetson in Deland? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's right near Stetson University. Yeah. That's a cool little area. Like underrated at little area. Totally agree. Very, very quaint. So we go out to New Smyrna, stop for dinner at the Garlic, see Dom, Scart, and the boys. They they rock the place. Uh, moshing. Oh, moshing. Uh, like, I'm uh, a mosher. Spirited crowd. I know you are. I was thinking about you, too. I'm like, I wish John could be here to mosh with these people. And then... Um, and then after that, my buddy Jerry came out from Orlando. You know Jerry. Oh, I know Jerry very yeah. well. One of, one of my best friends yeah. since 1991. Yeah. We, yeah, Jerry, yeah. One day, talking about podcast, an expose on Jerry oh, would be man. a great uh, you know, human interest piece for, for one day. And the way we're connected is so crazy because we both worked at Rollins Radio Station in 91. But we had known of each other bef- for years before that in high school. A girl that I crushed on, Jennifer, the one who I uh, stayed with up in uh, New York. Oh, yeah, that you displayed to. Right. 
uh, and got rejected. And uh, and she uh, she was banging Jerry at that time. Oh, really? Yeah, he worked at the merry-go-round in the Florida Mall. I worked across from there at the Musicland. Even crazier story, Norman's older brother, Wayne, was Jerry's manager at the merry-go-round. The Norman. The Norman. Oh, man. I know. So we're, we've been connected for a long time. So Jerry's going to take us home, back to the hotel in Deland, right? Oh, yeah. I don't see any problems with that. No problems at all. So we, he stays sober enough, and uh, and and he's he's like, all right, you guys ready to go? It's after the Supervillains played, 2 in the morning. Here we go. Jerry springs this on us. Oh, uh, my buddy Andrew Spear, uh, who's an artist, does like uh, murals and stuff in downtown Orlando. Uh, he's He's celebrating his birthday just up the road in Daytona Beach. Classic Jerry. You guys mind if we swing by there? What time is this again? This is two. Okay. So who am I to, to tell my ride home that he can't go where we want it, where he wants to go? So he takes us to Daytona Beach. Oh, man. So we can see Andrew, who I, who I barely know. Nice guy. New Smyrna Beach, not as close to Daytona as you feel like it is in your head. You would want it to be a lot closer yeah. at that time. Well, it's what, about 30 minutes? Maybe a little yeah. less? Yeah, 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 about that. So um, we get there. I could see it's going to be a very late night for Jerry and his friends. You can you can you know put that together however you want to, and that's when I decide that my lady and I we we got some private time to have, so we're going to take an Uber to uh, back to the hotel from Daytona Beach, which was significant, and uh, and so we did that, and piecing it all together, John, I don't know what it was. That allowed me to have the endurance and stamina to make it out late night like that and to still be here today. I credit it to just being around the right people. I, I think you're born with it. Yeah, you might be I, right. I think there are two type of people, and you can either do that and be fine the next day. And I'm always, when when we go hard and we have stayed other places, I'm always enamored that you're the first one up. And it's just you've got that special gene that allows you to to go hard and, and, and not feel it too much. Oh, man. I don't I don't today. I feel pretty damn good. Yeah, like you I, bright-eyed. Well, it's, let's be honest. You being back here gave me a little bit of life. Well, good. I feel good because of that, too. So. Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five and eight hundred seven seven one one zero two five. Let's take a moment. We got a ton of stuff to get to today. I do want to get to the uh, the Quentin Tarantino story about what he said on Brian Kimmelman's podcast because it's kind of related to the Dr. Dre uh, cutting off his daughter story, but a different twist that might be even worse. In fact, I think it is even worse. But as part of our partnership with Fran Hosh Law Group. We have a chat with Sharon Reed Kane talking about a uh, a charitable venture from Ruth Eckerd Hall. Is this Sharon? It is. Hi, guys. Hey, Sharon. Thanks hey, a lot Sharon. for joining us. Today. Sorry to exhaust you with uh, with the uh, retelling of my weekend tales. I imagine even just hearing about it is quite exhausting. Um. Well, it was interesting. Let's put it that way. I'll take that all day long. Uh, what time do you usually <laughs> call it a night, Sharon? If you're uh, if, yeah. if if you're out having a good time, what time's usually bedtime? Oh, hey, I'm in charge of kids, so I'm going to take a pass on that one. Uh, that's <laughs> fair enough. What's your favorite restaurant in the Tampa Bay area, Sharon? Oh, my goodness. There's there's a lot. So um, many. I mean, Giggle Waters and Ooh. Safety Harbor. Oh, one of my personal favorites. Rachel and Richie are, are really good friends and wonderful people. They are, 
are, and they've done so much for the community this past year and a half. It just um, it really makes me want to support them as well. I like that. We'll just leave it at that one. They're the only ones who need a little publicity today. I love those guys. <laughs> uh, here's why I love what Fran Hosh has, has done for the summer tuition fund at the Marsha P. Hoffman School of the Arts. She donated 2500 bucks towards tuition assistance for students attending drama and musical theater summer camps at the Marsha P. Hoffman School of the Arts at Ruth Eckert Hall. I can personally attest to how great that School of the Arts is because about four or five years ago, my son attended that summer program, fell in love with acting, did a couple of productions in high school, and uh, and I, I love the instruction that he got there, and I love the programs, Sharon. Oh, that's great. We love to hear that. So you know firsthand the impact that it has. And, you know, it's not just about what happens on stage. It's the confidence that the kids get and their, you know, sense of self and organization and sense of discipline, teamwork. I mean, there's just so much more that goes into it than just performing on stage. So that's great. We love to hear that. Yeah. And the fact that uh, some kids who might have needed a little bit of financial help are now going to be able to attend that and maybe find something that they love to do thanks to the Fran Hosh Law Group. Uh, I think that's pretty darn wonderful as well, Sharon. You know, it absolutely is. So we love what we do here. And this summer was such a celebration to open our doors and welcome the kids back. I mean, we're so thrilled to do it. But we're also really well aware that this year, more than ever, families needed some financial help. You know, financial need looks really different this year than it has in years past. So we're so grateful to Miss Fran. You know, she grew up with having access to the arts, so she knows what it means as well. And just um, our policies, we don't turn anyone away. But we need help to do that. We need people in the community to understand the the magnitude of what we're doing. So we're just so, so grateful. Yeah, and I'm really grateful for the partnership as well. And and for Ruth Eckerd, more than just a great place to see a, a live uh, a live music concert, it's also a place that cares a lot about the community and offers programs like this. So y'all keep up the great work over there, and I appreciate the time this afternoon. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks so much, guys. Take good care. Our pleasure. And thanks a lot to Fran Hosh for doing so much for the community. You can check out her website at lawfran.com. You're listening to Drew Garabo Live on 102.5 The Bone.